watch there or stick with us here where you'll never miss a traffic report and we will bring you updates and analysis. Related to all that, a criminal investigation has just been launched over those missing Secret Service messages related to January 6th, the text messages. We'll watch that too. Ways to avoid heat wave car mishaps. I'm Liz Anderson. It's 8 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago, getting underway this hour, the eighth public hearing being held by the House Committee investigating the attack on the U.S. Capitol. CBS's Scott McFarlane on what to expect. CBS News has learned the committee plans to show outtakes of a January 7th recorded speech by former President Trump after he'd been pressured by advisors to denounce the violence. And the committee says it'll also focus on what it characterizes as dereliction of duty by Trump during the riot. Pete Aguilar of California is on the panel. Why didn't he go a couple feet, 25 feet over to the press room and tell folks to leave. At least two witnesses are planned. Former Trump Deputy White House Press Secretary Sarah Matthews and former Deputy National Security Advisor Matt Pottinger, both of whom quit after the 6th. Scott McFarland, CBS News, Capitol Hill. President Biden has what is described as a mild case of COVID. CBS's Nancy Cordes says at the White House. Contact tracing has begun. The president spent time with three senators and the governor of Rhode Island. On Tuesday, he welcomed Ukraine's first lady to the White House. We always said that this was a possibility. Dr. Ashish Jha is the White House COVID coordinator and spoke to the president this morning. He hadn't even been able to finish his breakfast because he had just been busy. I encouraged him to finish his breakfast. The good news is his immune system is very... Very well protected given the, the four vaccine shots he's gotten. New York reports the first U.S. polio case in nearly a decade. Rockland County Executive Ed Day. The index case went to school. Obviously, that person was not told he had to get a vaccination. And he was, he was allowed to continue in school without it. That's just unacceptable. New York health officials have scheduled polio vaccination clinics in Rockland County. <laughs> Kids in Boston play at a splash pad to beat the heat. Heat advisories have been issued along the East Coast from southern Maine to South Carolina. Miguel Cardeo is in Philadelphia where it's 92 degrees. This came from Florida, so weathers are very similar, but definitely it's very hot here in Philadelphia. Many parts of the Northeast and Deep South are also feeling the heat. The U.S. Supreme Court is blocking for now the Biden administration's plan to change deportation standards for migrants who've been allowed into the U.S. More from Loyola Law School professor Lori Levinson. The Supreme Court today ruled that they will not allow a Biden administration policy that prioritized deportation of those who are illegally in the United States and pose the greatest threat to public safety, such as terrorism to go into place. Rather, the court has said that they're setting this for full briefing and will take up the issue in late November. And the Dow closed up 162 points today. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. It's 8.03 here on WTOP, Thursday night, July 21st, 2022. College Park at 86 degrees, 70s overnight. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. The top local stories we're following this hour. Breaking news on WTOP just underway now, the 8th public hearing of the January 6th committee, the second one in prime time. Just getting us rolling here. Let's take you live to Capitol Hill and WTOP's Mitchell Miller. 
And the hearing is just starting, uh, Dimitri, with the chairman, Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson, gaveling it into session virtually since he has COVID. The hearing will be led in part by Virginia Congresswoman Elaine Luria and zero in on what former President Trump was doing as the rioting unfolded over more than three hours. Depositions of several aides indicate the former president spent much of his time doing one thing. What do you I think they were I really was watching the TV. Do you know whether he was watching TV in the dining room when uh, you talked to him on January 6th? It's my understanding he was watching television. Live witnesses tonight will include former National Security Council member Matthew Pottinger and former Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Matthews, who are expected to discuss what was happening during those harrowing hours of the insurrection. They are now seated before the lawmakers as the hearing gets underway. They both resigned after January 6th. Reporting live on Capitol Hill, Mitchell Miller, WTOP News. All right, Mitch, Benny Tom. Thompson, as Mitchell mentioned, is speaking virtually, the chairman of the committee, but recovering from COVID. Let's, let's hear a little bit of what Benny Thompson is talking about, some of those moments inside the White House that will be the focus tonight. Desperately waiting to carry his message to the armed and violent mob, savagely beating and killing law enforcement officers, revenging the Capitol, and hunting down the vice president and various members of Congress. He could not be moved. This evening, my colleagues, Mr. Kingsinger of Illinois and Ms. Luria of Virginia, will take you inside the White House during those 187 minutes. We also remind you of what was happening at the Capitol minute by minute as the final violent, tragic part of Donald Trump's scheme to cling to power unraveled while he ignored his advisors stood by and watched it unfold on television. Let me offer a final thought about the select committee's work so far. As we've made clear throughout these hearings, our investigation goes forward. We continue to receive new information every day. We continue to hear from witnesses. We will reconvene in September to continue laying out our findings to the American people. But as that work goes forward, a number of facts are clear. There can be no doubt that there was a coordinated, multi-step effort to overturn an election overseen and directed by Donald Trump. There can be no doubt that he commanded a mob, a mob he knew was heavily armed, violent, and angry, to march on the Capitol to try to stop the peaceful transfer of power. And he made targets out of his own vice president and the lawmakers gathered to do the people's work. These facts have gone undisputed. And so there needs to be accountability, accountability under the law, accountability to the American people, accountability at every level from the local precincts in many states where Donald Trump and his allies attacked election workers for just doing their jobs, all the way up to the Oval Office, where Donald Trump embraced a legal advice of insurrectionists that a federal judge has already said was a coup in search of a legal theory. Our democracy withstood the attack on January 6th. If there's no accountability for January 6th, for every part of this scheme, I fear that we will not overcome the ongoing threat to our democracy. There must be stiff consequences.
for those responsible. Now I'll turn things over to our vice chair to start telling this story. 